What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Takeover with your girl, Shay McCray, here on FUBU Radio. And y'all know it's Monday and what time it is. And we are inside the room with my bra, State Representative Brandon McGee. What's up, Brandon? What's going on? What's going on? It feels like it's been like several weeks since we've been I know. Like, <laughs> sitting here versus guests and all of that other stuff. But I'm so glad we're back on another, another Monday. Uh, inside the room with myself, State Representative Brandon McGee, where, you know, we bring, uh, or rather we discuss, excuse me, politics, leadership, and culture, and a little bit of gossip. Uh, <laughs> so I am, I'm definitely excited, uh, you know, for this week. Not much of a real schedule, but we want to update folks on what's going on. Yes, uh, yes. There's a lot going folks, on, too. Yo, folks getting real loose uh, with, with, you know, not wearing masks. I just got me a new mask too, by the way. Uh, not wearing mask and you know, COVID and folks' mind is like gone. Um, so, I mean, what's good? What are you hearing down there? Uh, you talking about your new mask? Well, I'm not sure if you're aware that was hitting. We was well, we wasn't here last week. Well, that's Dr. Fossey. It looked mm-hmm. like some of his emails were exposed or it looked like hacked or something. And apparently, they were trending saying that he responded to a young lady about whether or not should she wear masks and this was earlier in the beginning of february and he responded by stating and i quote and let me make sure i quote this well because it you know it it is kind of weird based on what he was saying i kind of get where he was coming from um that's what he was saying so folks will know well what he was saying is that you know the mass is to prevent from those who have the the virus from spreading it not from those who are un, not infected from getting it also the mass that we buy from the drugstore does not are not effective with preventing from us catching the virus mm-hmm. however we know this we know the cloth mask does not do that we knew all this i think this was studies people showed that it the mask wasn't preventing you from catching it but it was preventing you from spreading it spreading right yes so i kind of feel like this shade like a lot of the people like anti-maskers if you would they've been looking for proof you know to kind of i got you dr fauci uh and i'm not for or against the man i am based on science and research and i agree with you um it was very clear early on that these masks were just to prevent the spreading but we yes. all took that we all took the extra precaution and wearing it and in some cases you could see that it helped um uh for the most part but what's the sticking point in all of this why do folks feel like he lied um well i guess one of the things is that um I don't know they felt like he came out of nowhere with all this who gave him who told who who gave him the the, the COVID um you know like trophy like hey you're mm-hmm. expert at this so uh-huh. there were a lot of questions back on in reference to this um even with just the the vaccination you know we got you know how it came up so fast how did they create this mm-hmm. so so I'm looking at a few sources and it says the Freedom of Information Act request was filed by several news outlets, thousands of uh, Fauci's personal and work emails from early as March 2020. So really when the pandemic kicked off Um, and on Twitter, um, it was hashtag Fauci leaks and Fauci gates or gate uh, were uh, uh, trending. 
Uh, and one of the things that I thought was really interesting about this was there were no emails actually leaked. They were obtained through access granted under federal law. Oh. And so, and so that's where all of this sort of took shape and folks started to create their own sort of perception and notion as to what actually happened. Um, so this is very interesting. And to your earlier point, you know, we, we deemed Mr. Fauci as like the guy, well, some people did. Yes, they did. <laughs> like he knew everything. Yeah. And and you and I both know on on uh, Instagram, there's this running joke about CDC because <laughs> it seems like CDC always coming up with something. Always. Um, but, but this is very interesting. We should probably follow this a little bit more um, to see where it goes. But I'm interested uh, in seeing how states are coming back um, from COVID and all of the restrictions. Oh, they wide open. Um, they wide wow. open. I've been traveling. But as we were talking about the CDC, remember they even mentioned one mask would not prevent you from catching the virus. Remember they No, I was wearing mask? two. I was and? wearing two. It's crazy. This is crazy. This so, is very crazy. I don't know. I don't know, Shay. I, I am, I'm still going to wear my mask. Um, usually when I get obviously to restaurants, et cetera, I would take my mask off. Uh, but I, I think as an extra precaution and I could be wrong. I mean, I'm vaccinated. Um, people are still, by the way, getting sick. All right. Having take, taken the vaccine, uh, not as sick as, as some of, you know, some of oh, the yeah, other I say, I don't know. I'm just not with it. I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. But you're my still healthy though. You're still healthy. Very healthy. And my acne has been bothering me. So no, I do not wear masks no more. If they say I don't have to wear it when I walk in, eh, no more. Yes, I'm telling it how it is. Only in the bank, in the airport. That's it. Well, you got me. I'm I got masks. you. <laughs> yes. I, I am convinced. I'm still like down like 50-50 within, you know, this, this vaccine vaccination conversation. But I don't know. I, I'm going to continue to follow this. I know there are a lot of um, Trumpsters, if you would, who are still sort of supporting the rhetoric. Um, uh, and this is my view, not FUBU Radio. Uh, this is sort of my my own voice here. So don't y'all go clapping back at FUBU Radio. Y'all can clap back at me. Um, because I know we do have a following of folks who's, who are Republicans, independents, Democrats, etc. Uh, and we just want to uh, here inside the room, provide you with information uh, so that you can better educate yourself on it. But Shay, this is, I don't think this is the end. No, this is not the end. Well, we got more to talk about because there's a lot more going on in the world. So you guys keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. All right. It's your girl, Shay McCray. Welcome back to the takeover with your girl, Shay McCray and Brandon McGee. What's up, Brandon? What up? What up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> well, you know, I haven't done this in a while. Y'all make sure y'all follow me. Please, please, please on Twitter. Uh, at Rep B McGee, that's M-C-G-E-E. -E. Also on Instagram, Instaworld, underscore B-L-M-J, underscore. Y'all follow me, help me get my numbers up, y'all. But most importantly, I want you to stay tuned uh, into all of the information that we're bringing you. Um, oh, wait, 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 Shay, I forgot about Spotify. YouTube. Oh, wow, I forgot you fancy. <laughs> Well, I got look. I got to get my numbers up. Folks are listening in on Spotify, which I'm really encouraged by that. Uh, but I got to get my YouTube numbers up. There's a lot of information out there, y'all. So follow me. All you have to do is type in uh, "inside the room" and it'll automatically pop up, uh, and we're there. Uh, 
that's what's up that's what's up well i know you out there i saw you was in the courthouse or something on saturday what was you doing what, uh, what's going on so so this saturday i needed a break so we're in the final stretch of our legislative um session here in the general assembly in connecticut um similar to other places throughout the country uh, many of your state legislators as well as your federal folks are debating important policies um as you know uh many of our states were shut down for a year and we're now mm -hmm. opening back up uh, uh however there are still black and brown communities uh that are still filling uh the after effects of of coronavirus yes jo job loss yes disparities housing yes. you name it um and some of some of the policy recommendations that came out of that shay uh were really really phenomenal and i've had the opportunity to be the champion in leading the legislation through the house of representatives here in connecticut two in particular the right uh to uh counsel and it's, it's really simple it ain't nothing fancy uh it is every person every person who uh, unfortunately does not have the financial means have should have a right to legal representation. Yes. Uh, and, and so the right to counsel legislation represents a meaningful step uh, toward combating mass evictions, okay? Literally, folks were put out of their home job. Already? Uh, yes. Um, and obviously these are landlords and developers who are not abiding by the law because there is a moratorium on evictions, meaning yes. we, stopped, we stopped all evictions. Uh, we've also extended the deadline here in the state of Connecticut and I think in other states as well. Yeah, it's uh, like so, June 30th, right? That's right, that's right. And so one of the things that I wanted to do is to ensure that we have the financial resources to scale up on programs like the Right to Counsel, which I believe we are number three or fourth uh, in the nation um, to establish this program. Uh, and so hopefully the goal is to reduce the number of, of evictions by 77% uh, with more tenants winning the fight uh, to stay in their, their homes. And, and I think the other piece is important, Shay, because automatically people assume you're getting evicted because of lack of payment, right? That's not true in some cases, in most cases. Um, there's a really? disagreement with the land. Mm -hmm. There's a disagreement with the landlord and some of our smaller two-family, three-family properties. Landlords they want them out. Also, during the pandemic, this was an opportunity for landlords in some cases to get some of their unwanted tenants out. Just get out. We don't want you here. Wow. Uh, and in the state of Connecticut, we got a lot of New Yorkers coming in, buying up many of these box sort of apartments. And as long as they're getting their Section 8, they don't care. Our folks are living in some really, really harsh conditions. Yes. Uh, and, you know, it's all connected because you have many of the tenants fighting back saying, look, I shouldn't have to live this way. Why am I living this way? Why am I subjected to uh, lead and mold, black mold, uh, uh, rodents? It's, it's crazy. So anyway, the right to counsel uh, is, is something that I'm really excited about and I hope other uh, states would, would jump right on in wow. to help out with the this. The only thing is, is that I know you're saying it's not always due to lack of, uh, no, due to non-payment or mm -hmm. even with um, the conditions you're saying. Now, is 
it could be even the landlord might not even have the funding to to fix these things so i know we're here for the tenant but for those who are not paying pay um rent due to non-payment you know what about for the the landlord for that like what you know there should be a backbone for them too or some form of assistance because i know people that and they're good landlords and haven't received rent in two years you know so what about the assistance to that yeah, and I'm glad you brought it up because uh, during the uh, debate on the floor of the house, that was some of the concern. Brandon, you're talking about the tenants. That's good. We support that. We have good landlords, as you've already said. And so what we did was we um, established additional dollars for um, our housing specialists that are in the in in the uh, courtroom. Uh, and so they are the attorneys that help to negotiate, make sure the landlord, you know, gets what he or she deserves and the tenant uh, gets, gets what they need. So there, there, there are also funds available for landlords uh, as well. But this program awesome. is specifically awesome. um, to guarantee legal representation uh, that will be provided by a nonprofit um, legal service provider with the expertise in housing law. Uh, and you have to be eligible. You can't just jump in, you know, and be like, oh, I need some money yeah. to fight to fight this attorney. So, yeah. um, and then the other piece real quickly, um, we know that coronavirus uh, really shed a bright light on the disparities in black yeah. and brown communities, um, mm -hmm. access to housing, healthcare, oh education system, Wi-Fi. I can go on. Uh, and what I thought was really important is that we sounded the alarm on racism. Um, and we wanted folks to know that racism is a public health crisis. Uh, and so beyond the declaration of declaring racism as a public health, we established um, a committee, uh, a commission, as we call it, that will focus solely on studying racial health disparities in Connecticut. So we'll look at housing practices and policies, Department of Correction, Department of Labor, Energy, Environment, uh, just to name a few. And what we want is uh, basically a comprehensive plan that will help uh, many of our commissioners and our governor to better understand the impacts these types of policies have had on black and brown people specifically uh, in the state of Connecticut. And you know, we know racism is deeply embedded in our systems, policies, and culture. You know, however, this particular measure helped us to display Connecticut's commitment to equity. And so I'm really happy that the governor, our speaker, and others chimed in. But I got to tell you, there were a few people, all right, and I'm going to leave all names out and parties um, who believe that racism does not exist. And even when I talk about it, Shay, I get so fired up because I'm like, yo, are you kidding me? You are telling me that you don't believe racism exists and that all men were created equal. I'm sorry. When they developed or established the Declaration of Independence, they were all white men. And as a matter of fact, they didn't even include black people because we weren't considered humans. So anyway, anyway, I digress. But were these your people? Were these your people? Okay. I was just making sure because I would, you know, we got a couple of those too. We still have them. Okay. Okay, I'll <laughs> you just know, but this, but this particular person, um, 
made it all the way up to Fox News, as a matter of fact. And and they were applauding, you know, applauding her, all this stuff. And it was just disheartening. Uh, but I'm glad we were able to pass it. We're funding it. And hopefully I can come back to inside the room and share some of the outcomes from it. Well, I can't wait because there's a lot of stuff going on. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk about because I just don't understand the shootings that are still going on right now. Okay. Shootings, so, nooses. And then I want to talk about what the Texas new gun laws is as well. Okay. Um, you guys keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. It's your girl, Shay McCray. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. <laughs> I don't even know how to clean it up. You know, you got it. Welcome back to the takeover. <laughs> Thank you, Representative Brandon McGee. I put him on the spot, y'all. So don't mind him. Welcome back uh, to Inside the Room with your boy, State Representative Brandon McGee and Shay McCray of the takeover. Uh, we're so glad that you all have joined us and stuck with us. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Dr. Fauci and his little clap back if you would on the emails um the fauci gate they're calling it on twitter um but it's really in regards to the face mask and we talked a lot about covid and its impact on our our state and people of color um and i, I kind of want to jump into this whole shooting spree uh shay that's yes, happened yes. Out here in chicago yes um, well let me just back up one Dr. Fossey's emails being out is one of the reasons why I do not text a lot of things. If you didn't write it, I didn't say it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh. oh, that's why I don't write that. That's stop, your proof. Stop calling that man Fossey. It's Fauci. Okay, that part. <laughs> so I think he has a new name, Fossey. Okay, now let me go. Ahead. <laughs> false, false reports. False reports. But no, you're right. So there's one thing that that they, that, uh, that they tell us here in the legislature. You know, if you don't want it, if you don't want it on the front page of the newspaper, you better not write it. If you're don't okay write with it. it, if you're okay with it, so fine, so be yep. it. That's what you need to do. Um, but I'm with you on that. But a lot of my emails, especially my state account, is is FOIable, freedom of of information. Uh, wow. and, and folks can can get whatever it is that they want. So I say use your own personal emails, but clearly as a federal agent, there's no nothing personal. Nothing life. personal. So with that being said, um, I want to talk about the shootings. How have they been increasing? Mm. This is crazy. 58 shootings in Chicago over the weekend. Uh, Atlanta, it was 21 in, uh, over the weekend. I'm, I'm confused on what is really going on right now. What are people thinking, Brandon? Like people are starting to come out of this pandemic. Like you said, the funding has stopped for unemployment. The funding has stopped for food stamps. People are being more exposed now because they're they're they're, they're suffering right now. What is going on with the mentality of the people? I wish, I, honestly, I wish I had um, a solid response to this. I mean, mass shootings. In Chicago, Portland, Miami-Dade, Atlanta, you could talk about Hartford, perhaps not mass shootings, but like it's shooting. I, I, I don't know. I mean, one might say, you know, mental health. One might say street gangs. Another, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I really, I think it's all of the above, quite frankly. Yeah. And, and a lot of this has been happening even before COVID. Um, and so I, I just... 
I know a lot. It of happened that. before COVID, but for some reason, are it's are we like paying just paying attention? Yeah, or are we just really paying that close attention to it and it's more noticeable? You know what I mean? I, I think that could be an answer as well. Well, um, I, I do think poverty. I do think poverty has a lot. It's the underlying sort of um, denominator, if you would, uh, that aids this this whole hopelessness attitude and this I don't care um, approach. You know, why are young people fighting over a curb that you don't own? you don't pay taxes on like i to me I, I i i don't understand it right i do remember gangs growing up but they weren't fighting over streets uh they were fighting on the streets but it's just <laughs> like i i just i don't know i, don't I know, know you talked about poverty do you think the gun laws like what just texas just passed i know you can i know you have that pulled up you can go ahead and read that off um do you think them pushing, in my opinion, just, you know, I'm speaking in my language, they pushing the guns out on the streets right now? <laughs> no, but you, I mean, that's real talk. Shay, think about it. Um, early, maybe late 60s, 70s, and even 80s, folks were putting guns on the street as well as drugs in certain communities, right? So I don't think any of this is new, uh, but in response to what Texas is doing, which is crazy, not performing background checks um, on individuals who are purchasing guns. We ain't even talking about mental health. I was just about to say, we're not even talking about mental health. You don't even know what state of mind they're in when they get there. But at least I can speak for Connecticut, okay? Our background check procedures in Connecticut um, are basically, uh, we're considered a point of contact state for the national um, instant criminal uh, background check system, which is NICS data database. What does that mean? It simply means if I'm going to a gun shop, okay, and I'm going to purchase that gun, that gun store can then use that national criminal background check database to check to see if I am legit enough, just using that word, to obtain that firearm. Texas, mm -hmm. on the other hand, is doing without all of that if the bill passed already and they're allowing for people to literally go purchase guns which and is some, state, some states they're only doing state level checks right yes you're right you're right and you know i heard i heard an officer um not here in connecticut uh but he was saying a lot of these guns that are getting into these young people the hands of these young people they're coming from out of like different communities yeah. And these young people are literally buying these guns, don't know what to do with it, yeah. not properly storing them. And this is what we're having. We're yeah, as soon as you and turn 18, my son did it. My son purchased a gun. As soon as he turned 18, I was heated. I'm not going to lie. I made him return the gun. Mm. He gave me back half the money. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> I did. <laughs> so wait, wait, before you... Before you say that, because people do listen to our show and I want folks to know we're not anti, I believe it's the second amendment, right? Yes. We're not, we want people to have their firearms. You we just want it. you to be responsible. We want you to store them. I have my gun license. As a matter of fact, one of my good fraternity brothers just opened up the first black firearm store here in the state of Connecticut. And That's I plan on going to go get my firearm. Um, but I also know that there are a lot of irresponsible people yes. getting these guns. 
Yes. And that was, and it's so funny you say that because that was his reasoning for buying it. For he was um, exercising his constitutional rights. And I was like, well, you don't have nothing to protect. So what are you protecting? Because all this is mine. He he is literally protecting himself and let let him live. And as long as he he's going through the training and he understands the importance of of safely storing that gun, yes. uh, and and he's educated on it. Um, yes, I can know. say in his defense now he is a vet. He went into the army. He is very a professional with the firearm. But well, at the thank time- you for serving, my friend. <laughs> But at the time, like you said, it was an irresponsible person going to purchase, make a purchase based on what he felt like is right. Not exactly. didn't have a license. So technically you carried the gun un- illegal. You brought the gun in my home illegally. You know, so there were a lot of things that played. And I had to explain that to him what he did wrong. Now, when you do it right, I don't have a problem. He has three or four guns now, you know. Well, he- He's also served this country, so I'm good with him. So I'm okay with that. But the point is, like you said, just I'm more, it's not even the background I'm more concerned about. It's more of a mental health issue that I'm more concerned about um, with them going in and just able to purchase these guns. Because a lot of times when people go on rants, it's a mental health issue. Not, Mm -hmm. oh, I could go buy a gun issue. People that easily could go buy a gun is not the ones that shooting off and doing these um, and shooting, going into crowds and shooting off on people. No, these are people typically with a mental health issue. Mm -hmm. And we're not maybe it should be a psych test before you even purchase a gun there needs to be some form of filter before you are able to obtain a gun yeah yeah that's how i and see I know, it i know I, I i usually do all the wonky political talk here um but one of the things that we've done in connecticut and we're working with a few other states is establishing uh, an anti-gun violence um commission uh that mm-hmm. would help us to study the behaviors of people yes who, you know, just unfortunately find themselves, to your point, shooting up folks in mass crowds, um, maybe violence on the street. What is attributing to that behavior? Um, exactly. Figure it out. Uh, but before before we we gotta we gotta go. Um, Connecticut has been on every single news outlet um, in response to this news, uh, a news that's been found at one of the construction sites, Amazon yeah. construction site. Um, here in the state of Connecticut. And FYI, just to kind of give you a visual, um, this Amazon site is probably the size of about eight football fields, okay? Massive sites. So thank you, Amazon, for the jobs. However, um, they found up to about eight nooses on the site. And I remember when the reporters called me, they wanted me to give a response on it. And of course I got frustrated because I'm like, what in the hell you want me to do about a noose? But I quickly stepped back and I said, you know what? I don't condone any of this foolishness. It's not good, but we also need to take this very seriously because things have been happening. And by the way, in the 21st century, folks have still, they've been hung on trees. Yes, they have. People don't want to talk. People don't want to talk about that. But I do, you know, I commend the police chief there. The FBI has been, they've been involved. Um, But I think it's been an inside job. Okay. I think there have been some folks who were pissed off because folks were let go from the construction site during the pandemic. Mm. We had folks from Texas. 
from Georgia, from Massachusetts, and other places, all right? So can you imagine picking up your stuff, going on a job, and then they're telling you, okay, we're good. And so you had non-union and union, and you can only imagine the conversations that were happening on the ground level there. I'm not pointing any fingers, but one could deduce that mm, you have some angry folk. And I'll leave it yeah, at that. I thought Amazon was one of the ones that employed a, quite a um, bit of people during the co um, pandemic. They <laughs> did. They did, but not necessarily new construction sites. Okay. So makes I, I, I think the goal was to get this site up and running and then they could hire, you know, 8,000 people. Um, I'm, I'm just, that's an ambiguous number, y'all. So don't hold me to it. But, you know, a lot of folks. Um, and so I, I don't know where we are at the moment. The state's attorney's office, at my request, they're involved in this. Um, and, and we're really trying to see what's going on. Uh, lastly, nooses on construction sites in the state of Connecticut is not new. Okay? Mm. It's a reoccurring theme that's been happening mm. on a lot of construction sites. Mm. One might suggest, and this is my assumption, um, there's always been a fight for black and brown construction workers uh, to just have equal pay and opportunity to be at the top at the construction sites yeah. um, to allow our black and brown women to be respected, okay, on a construction site and not limited to just carrying a bag, you know, so we can really unpack this. Um, but I just want folks to know in the state of Connecticut, what's happening um, with these these latest sort of rounds of of nasty acts of violence, if you if you ask me. Well, Brandon, I will say this. I know you out there saving the world. Just please be <laughs> out there. Be out there. Yeah. You know, you're very well known in your city and yeah. you're speaking upon these things. So you don't want to be a, a target to 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 this. So yeah. please, um, you know, I just wish you well. And I appreciate all that you do while yeah. you're out there. Um, let them know how they can keep up with you yeah. and YouTube, gotta get those numbers up for my boys. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, first of all, we're gonna keep the beginning of this last drop because I want <laughs> folks to know uh, that we do have fun. Um, but lastly, um, y'all follow me. Follow me on Instagram uh, underscore BLMJ. Uh, also on YouTube, uh, Spotify, and of course, y'all have to be a part of the Twitter game. I mean, some of the conversations on Twitter. Whew, especially black Twitter, Shay, uh, is, is something else. But y'all follow me on Twitter as well, mm -hmm. at Rep B. McGee. And until next next time, y'all continue to love each other. Uh, I'll continue to love you. Uh, and I'll see you next week at 4 o'clock. Is that is that why Trump is missing, wanting to go back to Twitter? Because of black yes. Twitter? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> look, 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 because of everybody. Uh, by the way, Facebook suspended him another two years. Just yes, I saw that. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Y'all make sure I go follow him. Keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. It's your girl, Shay McRae. <laughs>